Hi, this is Cameron. And I'm Jorge Luis. Today we have part two with Raquel Arasso. Let's continue to hear her stories and let's start now. Hopecast. Learning about the life and mission of education equals hope. Welcome to the Education Wills Hope Hopecast. I'm Cameron Vivanco. And I'm Jorge Luis Rodriguez. I'm the co-founder of Equals H and the director of the program here in Ecuador. And I am the coordinator of teams and training for Equals H in Ecuador as well. <laughs> Equals H exists to provide for the education of those in desperate and difficult situations. And the hope and purpose for this podcast is to keep you, our dear listeners, supporters, friends in ministry, partners, and everybody that wants to hear it about what is happening with the Education Equals Hope ministry here in Ecuador. Thank you so much for your part. We could not do any of this without you. Absolutely. We are thrilled to have Raquel Arraso back with us from Carmen Bajo. Welcome back, Raquel. <laughs> Thank you for the invitation. For part two, we mm -hmm. last episode, we got to hear a little bit of her story and what she was studying and sociology, well, a lot longer story than that, but ended up in sociology and the reality of children and families in desperate and difficult situations in the community of Carmen Bajo. And we left you with the cliffhanger of what their investigation, as they, she and two friends started to do a, a comprehensive holistic, a holistic evaluation of the ministry over the last 20 years. Uh, and to see what had happened. And so that's where we left off. Yeah. And I have, like, I'm very curious about mm -hmm. a couple of details. Mm -hmm. Now that we're backing up a little bit. And in order to understand what was, like, the setting and the challenges that you faced and the results of the, of that research, I would like to know, because you shared how was, like, your process to get into school mm -hmm. and what you did. But I would like to know, why did you decide it? you have been part of this community, right? And a part of that has impacted your life. And you said you wanted to be part of what other people have done there. But why did you decide to study so social work and all that? Like, how did it came to be something important for you to do? So I decided to study social work because I was not feeling like not feeling really comfortable to see the kids and to see the youth that I grew up with, uh, just seeing them in uh, difficult situations mm -hmm. and like in an, with injustice. Mm -hmm. So I saw that as a meaning that touched my heart to like, yeah, like to do uh, something in that community and to be able to have like a knowledge and like and a career that will help out uh, through that a specific community and uh, like yeah like that was the main idea that i chose social work because i was not feeling comfortable mm -hmm. with the, the the injustice i saw and i was like and they weren't just thinking. people they were your friends yeah right. they were my friends i mean it was much closer than just yeah. like it's not fair things are unfair in this yeah. world it's like i like seeing a lot of like the teenagers that i grew up with uh, being pregnant by like 15 years old right mm. and then seeing me like okay i'm not pregnant right what's happening what's 
what causes that? So mm-hmm. a lot of that um, became to my mind, like, I need to study to be able to understand how social problems affect, like, mm-hmm. the communities and affects the people. And it's not just, like, they decide, right, to, to be single moms when they I were teenagers. I think a teenage pregnant mom. Yeah, right. That like they, don't, they, they don't decide that. So, um, like, that... Um, that scenario to see to, to to be able to see that affect my heart and affect my mind and I was like okay like I should do these kind of questions like I should do like like I put a lot of questions in my mind okay like what's going on what uh, this problem like it's a problem because it was not one friend it was a several yeah. friends that became in that problem so it was a group of people living uh, living these uh, problems so i i started asking myself okay what's going on like what are the problems in your investigation what are the main problems that you guys identified in that community the main problems of like um, the Carmen Bajo communities are um, are engaged to the access of education, mm-hmm. and mainly um, the adult population. Um, they have access only to primary school, and the new generations are accessing to secondary or like high school. Mm-hmm. But like the main like adults uh, have only study until a uh, primary, like sixth grade. Mm-hmm. So, um, education is one one thing that really affects. Then you have the violence of like that community mm-hmm. as well. A lot of uh, the terms of hostility, a lot of like um, aggression, verbal aggression. Is to, that inside the house or outside the house? Like inside and outside as well, because you live um, in these in this uh, community that they they don't have. Um, they don't have access to opportunities, right? So, like they, they, they just they are st- stuck, like mm-hmm. in the in the um, economic conditions that they don't have access to, like educations or to other opportunities that will help them. Okay, knowing that the violence is not like a a normal thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. Because they have normalized that, but um, that comes to education as well and to the to the terms of accessing other places and other opportunities as well. So uh, the violence goes in the house, um, verbal violence outside so that's of... that's child abuse. Yeah, child abuse, abuse. Domestic abuse. Yes, a lot of, like, uh, spouses mm-hmm. uh, are really, really, um, really difficult relationships that they have, like, uh, in... Uh, with them, like in two spouses, but also with the kids, right? So you see a lot of like um, the kids uh, talking about like the father coming home and like um, just um, punching the kids and the mom. So mm-hmm. it's just like a thing of like the the systemic violence that it goes not only in Carmen Bajo, but as well in other right. places yeah. that you're feeling yeah. like these um, these. Um, problem is not in that community, but it's because it's in the community. It has not been approached or like talked about a like in a different way of okay, this is not normal. Like, and I think it's just so easy. Yes, something happened yesterday in our kitchen. Like, <laughs> my son and Graham was in the kitchen, oldest son and Roberto and I, and we're getting stuff ready for supper. And Graham accidentally 
still incredibly frustratingly, but accidentally knocked a container of stewed lentils out of my hand that went flying. And that was supper, right? Like that was what we were going to eat. And it went all over the floor and just like, just the shock of A, this is a mess to clean up. B, Mm -hmm. what were you doing? But C, this was our supper. And we're in a position of like, okay, well, I guess we're not going to have stewed lentils for supper. What else is there in the fridge? And Roberto just stopped and, and I, in my opinion, just wonderfully had a teaching moment with Graham of you need to not only realize that this was our food for the day, mm-hmm. but and you made this mess, but the fact that your mom just didn't start slapping you or beating you or punching you, because obviously it, mm-hmm. in me, I'm like, oh, I just want right. to explode. But I have had enough people pour into me that I know that <laughs> slapping my child across mm-hmm. the face for dropping or spilling lentils is, is not, is not right. the appropriate response. Mm-hmm. But that anger does well up and you want to do something. And if I bring this up only as a specific example mm-hmm. of that type yeah. of violence that happens because if you don't have generations of people speaking yeah. into you to yeah. be like, Cameron, go count to five, mm-hmm. go take a deep breath, you know, and, and that wherewithal of you're fighting tooth and nail every day to have something to eat and your child accidentally destroys what is going to be supper for everybody, mm-hmm. yeah, like, right. that's the type of violence I'm not saying that it's excusable by any stretch of them. No, no, absolutely not. But is that those sparks mm-hmm. that are so easily ignite? And then, because these are not bad people who walk yeah, around no. being like, I think I'm going to go punch my child today. Like, <laughs> and they have lived that, right? So like these families that reproduce violence, they have they like lived, that lived as a kid. As yes. a like, kid. This is the right way to respond. It's a yeah. generational it's pattern, a general, right? Yeah, it's like a structure, uh, structure uh, phenomenon that it goes into like into the community and into like later into the kids that they are leaving this um, violence. So um, the families, uh, like when when we talk to them, they start like uh, talking about like how were like the childhoods of these parents. Mm-hmm. It was super difficult to hear. Yeah, that this violence was like normal to their parents as well. So if you grow up uh, thinking that the violence that you have received is normal, then you are going to reproduce that as a mm. normal, like in your daily uh, base. So, uh, yeah. So uh, another problem is the violence, right? Mm. That it goes on. Um, other ones are drug abuse and yeah, alcohol abuse as well. And then you have a lot of teenager uh, pregnancy, mm-hmm. and that problem is increasing. And um, you see that, um, yeah, uh, girls from 13 until 16, they are getting pregnant super mm-hmm. early. And this, it's like a, a problem that it's not being talked as well, but um, it's been like, okay, it's normal, right? So. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of problems we have encountered in this uh, research. Mm-hmm. But um, before we, we did this uh, research of like um, the situation of like the Carmen Bajo, we started with the evaluation of the 20 years of the, um, of the Carmen Bajo Alliance Church. And we saw that a lot of the, the action that the church has done, it was social action. Mm-hmm. The, the main uh, theme of this church is that actions 
goes with faith. Mm-hmm. So if you don't, if you have faith and not actions, well, it's like one kind of like a thing that you start thinking of. Okay, like uh, so, this uh, church implies the the action and the faith together to be able to work with the people that uh, were in uh, that were in desperate situations. So seeing that uh, that initiative uh, to the uh, technical team, and uh, so like me as a social worker, and then the two other sociologists was like a a really valuable thing to be able to see that some institutions are really taking this idea into action, mm-hmm. into account, because when you are like in 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 the normal daily base, you don't see many, many institutions working for people and working with people. But we see examples uh, that uh, are happening as Education Equals Hope, as the church. <laughs> but, um, like, you don't encounter, like, many, many, like, that uh, will will do these kind of things. Mm-hmm. There, Some of our listeners are going to think, well, that's weird. Shouldn't churches always have social action? Isn't that what <laughs> we're supposed to do? And yeah. and that is definitely from the churches that I've come from, yes, yeah. and the bent that we have. But uh, the evangelical world in Ecuador, and there are a whole lot of missiological reasons and, yeah. and theological, theological reasons and the Catholic Church and mm-hmm. history and all sorts of things. Maybe we'll add that to the list of podcasts <laughs> to have. But it is a rare thing to yeah. see an evangelical church putting faith into action in their local community. Yeah. So Bajo is kind of a, a rare bird. But those are also the churches that Equals H has had the privilege of being able to work with and seek out and par- come alongside and partner with. Yeah. So that partner, like you look up for the partnerships for these kind of institutions that mm-hmm. they will do something, they will take action. And seeing they all uh, like the action that the church took, it was for the kids for teenagers and for the uh, families as well. Mm -hmm. So a lot of um, the evaluation uh, showed uh, that uh, the church has spent a lot of their their time putting social work into practice. Mm -hmm. It's not been like a social work, like a formal social work with all the theory and like all the techniques that you have to do but it's been practical it's been a lot of like practical social work putting in the territory so for our team was valuable to see okay like this institution has put into practice and how they they could do this right Mm -hmm. because they were not thinking okay like we're going to study social work and we're going to study on how to do this but they they like because of the suffering of the people they became up with ideas that mm-hmm. they were like, okay, we have to implement a program for kids, for teenagers, that um, that will have a safe place, that will have a hot meal, that will have tutoring, because a lot of the kids that were living in that time and that are living now, they spend time by their own. Like they are not uh, having care of their parents because they go uh, to work. That's mm-hmm. the reality. They go working in the center of Quito, in downtown Quito, they don't spend any time in the community. They spend out um, the time that they have in selling things or like commercial things. So when they come back to how to their homes, 
uh, they come back super late, like mm -hmm. 7, 8, 8, 8 p.m. And then the kids spend all day long by themselves and mm -hmm. um, just playing uh, with them. Sometimes they didn't have even like a, a meal to, mm -hmm. to have. So that situation uh, uh, took place uh, to like uh, to the pastors and they were like okay we should do something with this problem that we're seeing and then having that action on implementing this program with compassion that came alongside right mm -hmm. and then a, a lot of the other programs such as uh, the um, preschool that mm -hmm. the church has mm -hmm. had uh, having um, that institution as well to have Uh, the little kids having access to like to a good education that you will feel love you will feel like okay they are treating me well right mm -hmm. so and then having other programs such as education equals hope such as uh, the university program that it's uh, coming together and as well um, partnership up with other churches around Canada and uh, the US as well mm -hmm. so Like in this evaluation, we saw like the many efforts that there that the church has done to put up like a, a like a space uh, for the community and to come together as such like as a group of people coming together into uh, into investing into the life of the community. So mm -hmm. we have seen that it's incredible to to see many many actors coming together, like mm -hmm. 10, 11 actors. 12 of like common and actors like, being organizations yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. actors yeah. and organizations coming together into Carmen Bajo and form like a like a group of people investing in the in the church so that was really valuable to see in the in the evaluation and that's the highlight of mm -hmm. like uh, the Carmen Bajo Alliance Church to see that they they have done extremely a great job of coming and integrating other people of other cultures right So having like a space to integrate other people from the U.S., Canada, and then just feeling and sharing cultures. So that's been good to see. And it's been valuable to summarize um, a lot of the programs that are going on in Carmen Bajo. Well, it's just really exciting having having been a part of a lot of what you're saying. And that is that community Um, I just heard uh, a great quote by uh, Jesuit priest Gregory Boyle. If love is the answer, community is the context. Mm -hmm. And that community coming alongside and creating this space. And it's not just towards the Carmen Bajo mm -hmm. community, but watching that community um, learn their own value and learn that they have something to give and to share back with teams and others yeah. that came down. Um, and it really is a really special, special place. So now we have a lot of the data of like how many kids have been uh, really attended into like the center, how many kids are like in the Education Equals Hope program, how many girls or like boys and like just summarize all the data that uh, they, they were like, it was not like um, available in the beginning, mm -hmm. but now we have a whole document. <laughs> <laughs> of like all the programs and projects that the church has developed and with specific information that it's good, right? If you right. don't have information to look up, like how are you going to review like, the okay, what happened? Important. So 
the main thing for like um, the evaluation was to uh, have real information and to have uh, data that will be able that it needs um, to share with the other actors that have been part and organizations. So these data we're gonna share with um, these actors and organizations as a part of like okay, like look what have you done and now is write it right. So mm-hmm. here it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. Raquel, we'd love to have you back one more time if you're well if you're willing to share some of that data and. And to lay out the future, the future course, how do we continue to come alongside you? How do we continue to support this? And uh, just the conversation that I've conversations I've gotten to be a part of over the last couple of weeks um, and months moving that forward. Um, it's so exciting. So thank you for your work, but we would like you to not be done yet. We'd like you to come back and share. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Share the future forward dream. Sure. Thing. If you would like to be a part of supporting the work that Raquel is talking about in Carmen Baco, please go to educationwashope.org and find that Donate Now button. Any and every amount is, is a gift, and it's a gift to changing the lives of these young people um, and their whole families. Thank you for being a part of this, a part of the Hopecast, and we can't do it without you. Thank you and bye. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao. Thanks for listening to our Hopecast. If you want to join the mission or know more about it, please visit our webpage, www.educationequalshope.org, or check our YouTube channel and Instagram with the same name.